Happy Xmas, Xmas people! Xmas cards have arrived! Xmas! Amy, there you go. Fry, Professor, Zoidberg. A mighty haul for Bender. Yes, I got the most! I win Xmas! And last but not least, the sweet flower of the office, me, Hermes Conrad. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about season two, episode four, Xmas Story. I can just, I can really feel the Xmas spirit coursing through my very veins. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear that because it is, uh, at the time we're recording this, March. So, yes, it is. It's Christmas. It's Xmas in March. Excuse me. I was using a very archaic pronunciation. Absolutely. It's Xmas somewhere. That's exactly uh, what Jimmy Buffett said. Yes. It's Xmas somewhere. It's Xmas somewhere. Uh, Yes, this is a a Futurama podcast, uh, uh, not a Jimmy Buffett cast. That's that's good. I know like two Jimmy Buffett songs, so it's going to be a real short Jimmy Buffett podcast. Hey, you know that cheeseburger? The one that's in Paradise? That That's the one, yes. Uh, is it also in Margaritaville? Uh, it, well, I mean, it, Margaritaville is Paradise, let's be honest. Is Margaritaville Paradise adjacent? I do believe Margaritaville and Paradise are just two different uh, pl- names for the same place. Can, can, uh, let's, like let, Istanbul let, was Constantinople, yeah, yeah, but well, now it's Istanbul, well, not, not qu- Constantinople. I will, I will say not quite. It's more like... Um, well, here's my thought on this situation <laughs> on the future of a podcast. Oh crap! If there's okay. a whole ville of margaritas, if you could go anywhere in a place and get margaritas, that has to be paradise. If you are like working in a margarita factory, because that's how margaritas get made, and and you get you at the end of the day, you're like, I'm done making margaritas all day. Now I get to enjoy one. Is that not paradise, my friend? Okay, well, we should actually get into this episode. I, I apparently because, have really deep thoughts about because this. Because after this, I need to go back to my, my day job <laughs> at the Margarita Factory. So, you know, some, it's, it's all about the people you work for and what you do. And if you enjoy what you do, you can deal with the people you, it, that you don't necessarily like so much. So, there's no cold open on this one. There is on this podcast, though. <laughs> the worst cold open <laughs> that ever happened. There, but there's no cold open on mm-hmm. the episode of Futurama, which we're talking about today. That episode is X-Men Wait, this Story. is a Futurama podcast? It is. Get with the program. Dang, okay. We did not have any margaritas before this recording, nope. by the way. Sober. Uh, so there is no cold open. But just like last week where I, I pointed out uh, the little blurb underneath mm-hmm. the Futurama logo, I also really like this one because it says, based on a true story. I love it. It's very good. Very good. Um, so there's no cold open mm-hmm. after the credits. They are at a, uh, the Planet Express crew is at a ski resort from mm-hmm. the looks of it, uh, called the Catskills Lodge. And they are taking in a comedy show featuring Conan O'Brien's head. Uh, Bender, uh, is kind of a jerk. Status quo. I feel like I could say that a lot of times this episode, but for right now, he's basically heckling Conan O'Brien's head. I mean, to be fair, Conan O'Brien is telling Y2K jokes in the year 3000. Uh, I mean, you know, he's not doing the best of of routines, but I'm sure he was going somewhere with it if Bender would have let him finish. I do also like that uh, Bender points out that they fixed Y2K 900 years ago, which means that they would have fixed the year 2000 bug in 2100. I mean, aren't we all living in a uh, reality where... Uh the Y2K bug has hit us in odd and interesting ways. I am dealing with the Y2K bug every day. This is... Is that real? Is that... Sh- are you... Sh- <laughs> no. Are, like, no. Okay. I wasn't quite sure. You you were very serious. And I, and I, I, I know I led you there with the serious, but it's, there was... A, it's called comedy, Mike. Okay. But man, you are good at the deadpan side. Wow. Oh, I get that a lot, actually. Yeah. Particularly when somebody says something that's sort of like jokingly insulting, and I pretend to take it mm-hmm. way too hard, and people are like, oh my God, I didn't mean... And I'm like, no, I, I, I was joking. Come on. <laughs> yes. You are... Uh, 
that I feel like that's I, we have had this situation before where I have thought you were be actually we where you, I thought you were not deadpanning and you were right. I just I don't even know what to say anymore, Ben. Like because that was that was shocking to my core. So yeah, I've got I've got about. Um um, 90 more years to deal with this Y2K bug before mm-hmm. they fix it. Sure. Um, he, uh, the other line that I really like that Conan gives when uh, he says that he, he w- was walking to work this morning and Bender's like, I doubt it. And Conan's <laughs> like, look, I may have lost my freakishly long legs in the war of 2012, but I have something you'll never have, a soul. And Bender is just kind of like, eh. And freckles, and Bender just loses it. Like <laughs> having freckles is just his dream, uh, alongside other dreams of being a chef. And and uh, there's another one I've forgotten. Crap, a Harlem Globetrotter. That's one. Oh no, being a uh, a country or a folk singer. It is weird how many of Bender's aspirations are very human aspirations. Well, other than having a soul, he doesn't care about that. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, there are some humans that don't seem to care about that either. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, uh, the pe- the people that wrote this show only can can really only know what they write what they know, and they know what being a human's like. Do they know what being a robot is like? Not quite. But so so they give they've given Bender human feelings and thoughts. This Co- has been Mike's philosophical corner. Conan runs out of material, and uh, so they they decide to. He runs out of material very quickly. He's only got the two jokes. It's Y2K and something about a story he was going to tell when he was walking to work this morning. Sure. And that's it. He's out of material. And then the Planet Express crew decides to all go skiing to forget the moldy old antics of Conan O'Brien. <laughs> well, th- there's a lot of things that happen here. There's nothing really of major importance, I don't think. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite, like uh, it, during a discussion between Leela and Fry as they're going up on the lift, uh, Fry sa- is glad that global warming didn't happen when Leela corrects him saying, global warming did happen, but nuclear winter canceled it out. Which is interesting because we do get an episode later on that is explicitly about global warming. Um, so kind of a weird continuity thing there in a show that's usually pretty good about keeping up with continuity. That's true. But it is a good line. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all they all go skiing, and um, there's a lot of good visual bits here that are kind of hard to really uh, describe on, on a podcast. That's interesting. But um, <laughs> Describing yeah. video in, on an audio podcast is difficult. And yet, that's Weird. the entire point of our podcast. That is the only so, point of our podcast. <laughs> that and talking about margarita factories. Uh, if you're going to get me started again. I can I can rev this engine right back up. But yeah, it's a lot of good visual jokes. The professor is really booking it down the ski uh, trail. Mm-hmm. He's very and good. He's very good. And then uh, the joke is that he's asleep the whole time. That's he has true. no idea what's going on. Uh, Zoidberg and Hermes get stuck on the lift. And as Zoidberg is cold-blooded, he's very cold and puts a glove on his face tentacles, mm-hmm. which um, is... I'm just going to warn you now, there's going to be a lot of Zoidberg in this episode because he's he is very good in this episode. There are a lot of good Zoidberg bits. A lot bits. of good Zoidberg bits. Um, my, my probably favorite bit in this whole episode is also at this part, too. I laughed very loud uh, when I was watching this, even though I know it's coming every mm-hmm. time. But it's the bit where Hermes is getting ready to go down a bobsled course. Sure. Somebody's like... I don't know, Jamaican bobsledder. And then he basically tells the story of that movie, Cool Runnings, yeah. which is actually based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about this this heroic Jamaican bobsled team that Fry points out then uh, lost at the Olympics and went on to promote alcoholic beverages, the true Jamaican dream. Mm-hmm. And then the, the gate opens and Hermes... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bobsled just slowly rotates upside down without inching a tiny bit forward. Mm-hmm. And it's just the slowness of yeah. this like creeping bobsled turning upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laugh so hard it, every time, even though I know it's yeah, coming. It's, it's a very, so good. It's a very good visual. I really appreciate when... Uh, so as part of that scene, uh, he asked for a little help, and then they push him down the hill, <laughs> um, if basically head to ice, upside down, uh, which then Zoidberg really laughs about, 
and then uh, he slips and slides down the bobsled path as well, and then which leads Fry to laugh, and he says, "Ah, oh, what the hell!" and dives down head first. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another part that I really enjoy is um, uh, when uh, Leela asks for the trees to go down, mm-hmm. uh, and Fry's like, "Oh, this is amazing! What do you say when you get the one to get the trees up? Trees up, and then." All the trees go up, uh-huh. and then he asks for them to go down again. They slam them down to the ground. It's very, it's very good. See again, this it's, is it's this entire <laughs> section is is literally just visual jokes. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really true, and so, it's really difficult to explain, and probably not funny for you, the listener. But boy, how do we enjoyed it? So perhaps we should skip past uh, i mean we've t- kind of talked about all of the the little uh, i there is one more i i enjoyed uh bender is snowboarding off the trail and flies off of a cliff and crashes through a frozen lake in which r- peanuts-esque yeah characters like uh, are skating on. peanuts christmas yeah. um yeah it, it, so yeah it's more visual bits it's all mm-hmm. uh it's all very good but if you haven't seen the episode uh this is probably the most boring segment mm-hmm. that we have ever done i <laughs> I think it's tied with every other segment we've ever done. So later on, they they are all hanging out at the ski lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all dinged up at least a little bit, sure. including Bender, who's literally dinged yeah. up. He's got some dents. Yeah, and Amy is uh, getting more and more attractive, uh, attracted to men with the more and more they are in casts. Mm-hmm. She starts kind of flirting with a, a guy in a leg cast. And then he's, she notices a man in a full body cast and, and goes over and flirts with him instead. Bender is also drinking cognac from a, a super soaker. The fanciest. The fanciest. Uh, the professor skis in, um, completely still asleep. He seems to be wearing a race bib or some kind of like competition uh-huh. bib and a medal. And he wakes up and he's like, huh? Yeah, it looks, it looked like maybe a bronze medal. Yeah. Uh, that's what so I maybe like well. third place and something all Not the bad. time. Yeah. He was asleep. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good sleep skiing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fry says he's in the Christmas spirit and they all ask what he means by Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he says, you know, it's like Christmas. You know, X-M-A-S. Of course. And yeah, of course. And they're like, oh, you mean X-Miss. It must be like a really archaic pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, when you say ask instead of ax, <laughs> which I love. I, I love that too. Because for the rest of the series, they will say ax instead of ask. It's it's almost like they put it into the, the show Bible and was just like, we're never ever, we can't ever use the word ask. And they do a really good job. I mean. They do. I know of at least a couple instances later on, but like now I'm going to be looking for it. Oh yeah, um, specifically to call out anytime they don't. But I mean, yeah, they they're really good at like, hey, let me ask you something. Uh, which Leela uh, suggests that they go cut down an Xmas tree. Fry is is okay with this and kind of excited for it. And then he shows up, and we're cutting down palm trees and not pine trees. The professor points out that pine trees have been extinct for 800 years, gone the way of your uh, gone the way of the dodo and your primitive notions of modesty. And he literally just takes off all of his clothes and just like ah brisk. Yeah, this is a uh, character trait of the professor, basically on from here on in. It, it it is certainly a character trait i have no i don't i uh, you do you professor that's all i say but i will point out and i have it all in caps on these notes here mm-hmm. uh but pine trees were literally there five minutes ago but they were the trees that are coming up and down sure but they were still pine trees but you can't cut down well, i mean they're oh metal. i can cut it down well i mean yes you can't i mean with with the axe that has a laser in the, the oh handle. yeah i can sure. cut it down i know but do you want to put a metal tree in your house yes but, well all right then let's do this <laughs> let's go find a metal tree and put, bring it in this apartment okay you find a metal tree and i will put it in this apartment uh, is is that a challenge Ch- yes then challenge accepted all right <laughs> very very oddly aggressive they they bring what well, is Xmas after all? Yeah, the the Xmas spirit is flowing through me as we've already established. They bring the palm tree uh, back to Planet Express. I, I just want to point out really fast um, as they're flying back. The I I was 
so this is I was impressed with the 3D on the ship and the tree and the, the leaves were kind of flowing through space and and air and I thought that was really a, a, a really good use of the 3D yeah but that's I I focus on the 3D because I, I I'm a, I'm kind of a 3D nerd so you'd think I would be the one constantly bringing that I know, up right? because I went to school for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I did not. But yes, they all they all go back to Planet Express, and they are decorating uh, the professor's lab mm-hmm. to make it look Xmasy, and uh, they're they're decorating the tree. Amy's on a like uh, using a jetpack to kind of hang lights, and well, she she has the uh, the the star topper, mm-hmm. and she flies up and hits the ceiling. Because Amy. Because Amy. And also, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of clearance between the, the top of the palm tree and then the, the 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 ceiling there. But lack of foresight, Amy. I mean, Amy. Sure. Fry is feeling pretty down because everybody that he used to celebrate Christmas with back in uh, the 20th century is dead. Sure. And so he's he's feeling pretty sad. Yeah, um, there's, there's not much funny you can make out of the, that statement. Because it's it's a well know, he does such a true emotion he does reminisce about um, things like uh, the special eggnog that uh, his dad used to make out of bourbon and ice cubes and yes that is funny but like there's uh, the the base human emotion of like there, there's a reality to the you know the, all the people that I, I I love I've left them behind and that you have to come to 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 deal with that even if it's not. A thousand years uh, away from them, it's just three thousand miles or whatever you know distance time. The you know there there is a really clear human emotion that I often gravitate to when I watch this episode. Well, as Bender points out earlier in the episode, comedy is dead. Now tragedy, that's funny. It's true, but no, I mean that's a good point. I mean it's there are a lot of people who have have moved or lost uh, loved ones sure. who you know they they do feel that around Christmas time and sure. and, and I, I I really appreciate uh, Futurama always n- uh, never avoiding these kind of strong ap- uh, emotional moments because this is you know th- almost a throwaway moment in this episode and it's and it's real sure it's also like the seed that they're they're like testing the waters with sadness because it's going to get real sad oh man the waterworks episodes the waterworks are Um, gonna happen buckle up for the tears there is a good zoidberg bit here which i assume you have written down and i'm about to uh, listen to i missed one is it zoidberg gets a card from his cousin zoidfarb which is a a little lobster (laughs) card and in it there's a drawing of a lobster and it says um Santa Claus, spelt like, you know, lobster C-L-A-W-S. And uh, Zoidberg thinks it's the funniest thing. I I think Zoidberg thinking it's the funniest thing is the funniest thing. Um, Leela also comes in at this point, and she's also sad because she's an orphan and, you know, has never really had loved ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, everybody else gets Xmas cards except for Leela, like... Mm-hmm. including the the what is it the flower of the office i believe he referred the sweet to sweet flower of the, the office hermes hermes conrad i can't I honestly can't argue with that but yeah she gets no x even fry gets an xmas card which i i noticed mm-hmm. like and it we don't know who that's even from who's sending fry xmas cards that's a good question who would even who right he was literally just sad about the fact that everybody that he used to know is dead. I mean, he's certainly interacted with people in three thousand that he might that might send him a card. But regardless, could it be Zap? Why would he send? Why would Zap send Fry a card and not Leela a card? Z- Zap retracted. Okay, so yeah, Leela's upset Kiff? no still still would be leela leela's upset and uh she's looking through a photo album called happy memories that's just <laughs> tons and tons of pictures of her being alone at prom in a pile of garbage as a baby yeah unattended um, something unattended garbage basically and it, at the orphanarium as well where it, we mm-hmm. it, i i believe this is the first time we we know she's an orphan no we've known because she in in the very first episode Referred uh, to the orphanarium? She referred to the fact that her parents were aliens and she didn't know them. 
Yeah, I, I suppose. I, I suppose it's the, a, it's kind of assumed. Okay, but yes, to to make it clear, she is an orphan. She went to the orphanarium, and she is lonely. So she walks. Uh, she walks into the lab, and Fry is upset, and he's like, "Hey, how about a little sympathy over here? I'm super sad." And she just bursts into tears and runs out the room. That that good that that Fry with zero awareness outside of himself. Although he does realize, as he puts it. I feel like a rat. Here I am whining like a pig, while all along Leela was as lonely as a frog. I really appreciate the uh, the animal similes. That's very good. Especially because like frogs are lonely? That would require a citation fry. So mm-hmm. I, I look forward to seeing the Wikipedia edit with that. We also get one of my favorite lines in all of Futurama, where Bender is sitting in the lab holding a bottle of brandy. Mm-hmm. He says, Xmas Eve, another day where I accomplish nothing. <laughs> and I love that line because I tweet that literally every <laughs> Christmas Eve. Of course you do. Made better now with the Morbotron so I can generate like the, the sure. image. But yeah, I, I tweet it every single year on Christmas Eve. That's because, very good. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, so they kind of watch a newscast of Linda and Morbo. Uh, Linda going to a, a liquor kitchen for homeless robots, which gives Bender an idea. And he's going to volunteer at such kitchen. Everybody kind of questions that because it's Bender. Because it's Bender. Um, and and he, says, he discusses that time he donated blood. And Whose blood? Some guys. <laughs> and then he just leaves. On his way. I love the flippancy with her. He's just, yeah. I don't know, some guys. Now, I want to point out <laughs> that Bender is your favorite character. Yes, we and, know this. And he has stolen some uh, some some person's blood and donated it on their behalf. I'd call that generous. So, um, Fry also wants to get Leela the perfect Xmas gift to, to mm-hmm. cheer her up. Well, before before figuring out that he wants to get her a gift, Zoidberg is incredibly helpful and suggests for him to do the apology dance, where he would get down on and basically settle and make a little sound. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he's like, okay, so it's left, left, wait. And he's like, no, wait, I got a better idea. Yeah. And then, yeah. I he, still don't think that what he ends up doing is better than the apology dance. The apology dance is fantastic. So it's it's my usual way of apologizing. Okay. As you know. So next time I pretend like I'm hurt more than I am because you make a, a sure. joking jab at me, mm-hmm. I expect the apology dance. Oh, you will 100% get it. Great. So if you'd like to, to see that, tweet at Back to the Futurama. <laughs> Back to Futurama. I nearly messed it up. That's my thing. And I that's messed your, it up. That's your bit. Oh, man. I, I'm just, I'm sorry, uh, listeners out there in podcast land. I'm just, I'm just not on it today, I don't think. I'm, so, I'm really sorry. I need to be better for you. You're sorry, you say. I think it's time for the apology dance. See, you're, now, it's a podcast. <laughs> you, can, you can't see this. Dude, oh, dude, he's, dude, he's, dude, he's dude. actually doing it, though. That's what I'm doing I it in my chair. So it's uh, the impact is lessened. Also, I'm doing it on an audio medium. It's OK. It's just for me. <laughs> this was Ben. Ben makes Mike dance corner. <laughs> it's our new regular segment. <laughs> um, this, so. is, this, is a, this is a normal thing, everyone normal so fry wants to get leela a gift instead of doing the apology dance so i I still don't understand why but he's headed out and everybody's like just make sure to be back before dark saying i don't know i like to haggle and this is where we find out that it's really really dangerous to go outside after dark on xmas eve absolutely because of there there is a robotic santa created in 2801 that uh the calibration seems to have just been off um, he judges everyone to be super naughty because his standards are too high. Um, and he turns, he uses that opportunity to, to try to murder them, basically. Much worse than like just coal in your stocking. He, I mean, he's like straight up murderous Santa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, later on, he uses a tow missile. He, there are, you know, bombs and grenades that he uses. Well, gr- the grenades look like, um, uh, ornaments basically. 
So, so he he's it's not very, somebody to mess with. Very uh, Xmas themed murder spree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Fry goes to the mall. You know, but he he does make sure. Okay, got to be back before sundown mm-hmm. because now he knows that um, it's it's dangerous on Xmas Eve. Uh, we we get uh, Bender shows up to the uh, the liquor kitchen, uh, our motherboard of mercy, um, and he looks like a homeless robot and asks to go straight to the liquor. So. It looks like all of Planet Express was right to question him. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's legit. Mm-hmm. We Your all favorite know that. character. Sure. So, look, ne- never mind. So, uh, we've, we've discussed in the past of this podcast that you're, you can't defend a lot of what Bender does. I'm not trying to defend I'm what not, Bender I'm, does. No, I understand. I'm just saying that we've, we've made that clear. That's not going to stop me from pointing out when your favorite character does something. Well, hold tight because he's going to do a lot of stuff. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff incoming. But yeah, so he's at the he's at the liquor kitchen and uh, he's just filling up on free booze. Yep. And to the point where he's actually stealing booze from like the other like the homeless robot, the actual homeless robot. He's like, oh hey, look over there, and he takes like the bowl. Mm-hmm, sure. And so he's had just bowl after bowl after bowl, and now we get introduced to. Tinny Tim for the first time, who the, is uh, uh, who is the best. He is a very good character, uh, incredibly he, good. He is a little orphan robot with a crutch for one of his arms is a crutch mm-hmm. because he's he's got kind of a, a crippled leg. Well, one of his legs is shorter than the mm-hmm. other, and he's like, "Please, sir, could I have some booze?" Uh, <laughs> um the the oliver twist of of our time uh-huh. of the, the three three thousand it turns out they ran out of liquor yeah because bender drank it all uh-huh um which which tinny tim is sad and coughs and kind of like shuttle shovel or um, shuffles away uh to which bender laughs so that so so that's kind of where we have a break from that. And we will go back to Fry. Right. So he's at the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a counter and asks for suggestions about, you know, he's got this girl that he's really made upset. And, and the first suggestion is to go use the suicide booth. But there is a line this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he does suggest that uh, one of the perfect gifts is a uh, surface to Santa missile launcher. It comes with three jolly seeking missiles, to which uh, Fry t- seems to enjoy this and d- have a little sensible chuckle himself. And then one of the missiles kind of starts beeping and points directly at Fry, and the uh, the person behind the counter is like, "Careful, sir." Uh, he does also go to a pet store, mm-hmm. and he asks the guy behind the counter what his favorite pet is because the store is closing. Mm- uh, the the wording is a little different. What's your best animal? That's true. My bad. It's not what is your favorite. It's what is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's just like, come on, like stores closing in like he, two minutes. And he points out, well, this is my favorite, the electric snail, which Fry immediately points out is dumb, is stupid. You're stupid. Which I don't understand because that electric snail looks adorable and also it looks super awesome. cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would totally love an electric snail. Yes, if you can make that happen, tweet at Back to the Future. But I did it again. I did it. Again. I'm, I can't do my own bits. I only have the seventy you, you million have, bits. You have one job, and I'm failing at it. At Back to Futurama. Boom! I did it. Okay. All right. Um, I'll try to do it better from now on for you and the listening audience. Fry says, uh, "Oh, I could get her to this parrot or these stink lizards." Mm-hmm. Wait, how much? How much is the parrot? It's five hundred dollars, and how much is the stink lizards? Uh, those are a dollar each. And he says, "Hmm. Well, I mean, the parrot's a lot more expensive. So, but five hundred dollars buys a lot of lizards. Girls like swarms of things, right?" I can't see any problems with the line of thinking that he has. And so he goes back and forth on whether or not he wants the parrot or mm-hmm. five hundred stink lizards. Uh, he ends up deciding. Uh, it, it's a similar uh, dis- decision tree as he did when he was trying to think of the idea in Fry of the Slurm Factory of using the FRA. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, no, no, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so he ends up deciding to get the parrot. Now I'm no expert on women, but I'm going to say most women don't want five hundred stink lizards. So good call. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. If you would like 500 stink lizards, please tweet at us at Back to Futurama. You did my bit better than me. I'm 
what am I? What am I even doing here? You're here to point out how awful Bender is. And speaking of, let's go back to what he's doing. Uh, because he and some of the homeless uh, robots are out and about. They decide to do some caroling because the liquor kitchen ran out of booze. We are... I may be skipping ahead. We are skipping ahead quite a bit. Um, because at this point, Fry uh, is, starts talking to the bird a little bit. And then like after it squawks twice flips out at it telling to shut up and it bites him and he drops the cage and the parrot flies away yeah that's another setup to later things in the episode although it's kind of funny that he flips out pretty much without Mm -hmm. much provocation we do we have a brief uh scene at planet express wow i did skip ahead Uh that's your other job is you point out when i skip ahead because i'm you i do that a lot okay uh so we're back at planet express and uh i uh it, they do like a quick pan. Uh, Professor and Hermes are playing uh, chess, but they're also oh, yeah. both fully nude. 100% naked. 100% birthday a- is suit action. Awesome. <laughs> so Leela comes back into the room and kind of like apologizes for storming out earlier. She was just emotional, which is uh, he, she learns Fry is out and kind of fl- f- is, 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 freaks out because he's in danger. I'll tell you why it's Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I was, that was a, okay. Um, I was hoping for you to be like, why I'll tell you why. Oh, I mean, we can do that if you uh, want. I can edit that. The in. moment is gone. Only uh, for a moment. And the moment's gone. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to seeing how much is left in the podcast of what just happened. So after that, Leela I close my eyes. <laughs> okay, no, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Uh, so after Leela finds out that Fry is still out there, she kind of runs to go get him back into safety. Um, so back at Fry, the parrot flew up to the digital clock tower. Um, he goes up there to get him get the parrot and kind of like does a little tightrope walk on the 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 clock face or the the top of the clock face he drops the cage and it goes you know slamming down to the to the ground which is very far away because we're i mean clock towers are large uh he lunges at the bird after cornering it air quotes around cornered the bird um and he lunges and falls but he catches on the digital numbers and i believe it's at a two or a three at this Uh point something like that and as the numbers continue to increase, he starts falling. So when it goes from three to four, he falls to the middle one. And then it, when it turns into seven, he just falls. And but, it's it's a great bit, like, because that hanging from a clock tower's uh, analog hands is such a great classic bit. Uh, you see that in a lot of movies. I know Back to the Future. Um, what? I've never heard of anything uh, with BTTF as its, its call sign. Back to the Future does it um, for sure. Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, I know there's there's a lot of other movies that are you know like action movies where that's kind of like the the cliche. Sure. So doing it on a I digital mean, it all clock comes from a, great. From I don't remember the name of it, but there's a like an old school or a, a, an older comedy that had this in black and white. Like I'm probably probably uh, the Marx Brothers. I would assume. Hmm. Yeah, but I got nothing it's from way back there. I I don't exactly know the reference. If you do know the reference, tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Nice, nice. So he he falls after it turns to seven because there's no bottom, uh, little digital character there. Segment, segment. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Leela catches him, and Fry re- reacts with, "I'm going to get you so many lizards," <laughs> which is such a great line. I love that line. I've I I have unironically used that. I did not get this person so many lizards though. I I still you know I I wish I could go back and I wish I could get that person so many lizards. We we all do because that would be just the pictures of that would mm-hmm. be fantastic. You know that whoever that was is going to tell all their friends. Yeah, one time this guy gave me mm-hmm. so many lizards. Not even by name. He, they've just you. Uh, you would be called Lizard Guy at that I would, point. Yes, I would be Lizard Guy, and I, I think Lizard Boy is a pretty good name. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> now we finally get back to my point that uh, Bender is out caroling with a bunch of robots. I, I will say that oh, before. God. 
I'm I'm not trying to like shut you down every time, but in this case, Robot Santa does show up and confronts Fry and Leela, um, and of course they're naughty. Um, so uh, and then there's another great line. Um, so he's asking them if they thought about their other coworkers after because Fry is just very concerned about Leela instead of everybody else. And Robot Santa asks, "Did you ever stop to think about Doctor Zoidberg's feelings?" And Fry immediately goes, "No, I swear." I would just like to point out, though, that there is a segment where they go caroling because they go to Hattie McDougall's place and they invite her, she invites them in for some hard cider. And then it cuts back to this point where you're talking about. I, I ha- so you have interrupted I, me. I, I, th- I have the notes a little bit differently, but if you could tell us the order in, in, in which these events happen, please tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Look, I will look this up. I will look up the the in script to no okay i'm done so <laughs> but yes and after they leave hattie mcdougall's place uh they have robbed her apartment um and they're singing a, a different version of the 12 days of christmas mm-hmm. where they're singing about stealing uh god what did they all steal um it was like uh four family photos three jugs of something uh two former husbands and a and a, a slipper, slipper on a shoe tree, which he then throws into the sewers, and one of the mutants says, "Oh, thank you." We cut back to Fry and Leela, and I just point out during the um, I just like to point out during the kind of uh, Santa trying to kill Fry and Leela, there's a a minor key version of Deck the Halls, and it is both incredibly gives you the feeling of Christmas, but also a bad Christmas. It's been in my head since I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly catchy and kind of terrifying. Then they get into this sort, uh, sort of chase where Santa's chasing them down to kill them. Mm-hmm. They finally get kind of stuck in an alcove, kind of. And Fry's like, I never thought it would end this way. Gunned down by Santa. Honestly, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Uh, Fry and Leela notice that they're standing under some mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And so they have this moment where they are sort of about to go in for that kiss. Mm-hmm. And then Santa says, that mistletoe is no match for my toe missile and just shoots a missile <laughs> right at them. It's a very good uh, bit of toe, uh, toe play. Oh, my God. Oh, gee. Okay. Podcast is done. Over. <laughs> it's, it's over been forever. a good run. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it's some wor- good word play. Um, and then... Uh, but what happens is that the the bird comes flying right in time and gets blown up by the missile. And uh, Fry points out that Leela's present may require some assembly. At this point, pretty, pretty clever line. Pretty, pretty clever line for Fry. A very clever line for Fry. Um, a lot, if anybody's playing uh, Back to the Futurama uh, drinking game, Elastic Intelligent Fry. Drink. They go back to... Planet Ex- or they run back to Planet Express uh, after crossing paths with Bender, mm-hmm. um, and this is why they were able to kind of get a, a little bit of a head start because uh, Bender uh, is framing an orphan, which is right. Timmy Tim. And so Bender, uh, Santa pulls out his list because it's so naughty that he has to add it to his list right, right now. now. And so he's like framing, I uh, like he's he's just. In- Despite the fact G. that he claims that he performs 50 mega checks per second. Right, but those those are checks. He can't write very fast at all. But yeah, they managed to run away from Santa because he's very slowly writing down Framing an Orphan. Mm-hmm. And uh, after they run, I, I have written down the entire sequence of the gift giving between oh, yeah, Zoidberg, Amy, and Hermes as almost like a, a, a graph. Um, it is it is a is a an, uh, a a joke or a reference of the gift of the magi, mm-hmm. um, where Zoidberg buys combs for Amy. Amy had to sell sell her hair so he she could buy combs for Hermes. Hermes sold his hair too to buy combs for Zoidberg, somebody that notably has no hair. He then takes off his hat and he is now wearing a wig made of both Amy and Hermes's hair. And now he says, finally. I look as pretty as I feel. It's very good. Especially because it, Hermes and Amy are bald for the rest yeah, of the episode. It's First off, the continuity is perfect. Also, Zoidberg's amazing at all times. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like this is really we're starting to get the 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 Zoidberg feeling from the character, which is really but nice. No, I mean, that's a good point. I feel like 
that in season one, they sort of don't know what to do with Zoidberg. They know he's a funny character. They know like his, his voice is classic. His uh, incompetence of doctoring is classic. Sure. And they know they've got a good character, but you're right. I don't think they really know what to do with him until season two. Because the level of enjoyment that I have for Dr. Zoidberg and all his little goofs just skyrockets oh, in season absolutely. two. I, I'm completely with you. At this point, Fry and Leela and Bender and the homeless robots mm-hmm. all rush into Planet Express. But right right after uh, the professor says, oh no, they're going to die on our doorstep. And trash pickup doesn't start until the third. So they run in and they... Uh, close up the uh, they try to close up the uh, big anti-santa shield over the fireplace Mm -hmm. the chimney cover and i'm gonna call it the anti-santa shield they definitely refer to it as like a a heavy some kind of metal chimney cover sure but i mean it's there to prevent santa it's true so i think we're both right to be fair this is another point of continuity this is another point of continuity that they keep they keep this cover mm-hmm. there. I, th- I find that very, very fascinating. Yeah, they try to, to close this in, but he manages to wedge a big candy cane in, mm-hmm. and he manages to pry that open, and he comes I, in. I would suggest it's not prying it open. It's slamming it open, because he... Uh, Fry and Leela are trying as hard as they can to move this really heavy metal cover, and Robot Santa just like, whoop, and it's wide open. Santa comes in, and he declares everybody in the room is extremely naughty, except you, Dr. Zoidberg, and he hands him a pogo stick. And and uh, Zoidberg pogos away, and it's... He's, he's super, super thrilled to just like, yay, I'm bouncing on this pogo stick. And I'm telling you, this was a good episode for Zoidberg. Holy cow, this is a good episode for Zoidberg. Santa says that he's going to kill all of them, and he starts laughing, and uh, Leela says, oh no, his belly's going to blow, and then Rudolph's well, nose his, starts blinking. His belly is shaking like a bowl of nitroglycerin. Right, and then uh, Ru- uh, Rudolph's nose starts blinking, and Fry's like, it's going to blow, mm-hmm. and then Zoidberg pogos up and uh, clips the... Mm-hmm. Snips it. Snips the Xmas, uh, the string of Xmas mm-hmm. lights. And they come down and they shock Santa enough that they can push Santa back into mm-hmm. the fireplace. They close the chimney cover and then Rudolph explodes and Santa flies off through the chimney and uh, everybody's safe for another Xmas. Hooray! Then we sit down for Xmas dinner. Uh, Bender has cooked the parrot. And Fry's like, where did you get that? And he's like, same place I get all my food. I found it lying in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, then Nibbler comes in and eats the parrot mm-hmm. and eats a little bit, uh, the toenail yeah. that he had given to Tinny Tim. Tinny Tim. Mm-hmm. And Fry's like, oh, it's fine. Food, the food isn't what's important. And Tinny Tim is like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and just a quick little cut over to him. And I'm like, that's so sad and so terrible, but also just good comedic timing. Oh, fantastic comedic timing. Fry says that even though he's surrounded by robots and monsters and old people, he's never felt more at home, which is a sentiment that I really like as somebody who has moved across the country and like, you know, that idea that your family can also just be your really close friends. Like it's a good sort of ending note, uh, which I really appreciate. I like that too. Um, They then sing a song, uh, based off of Santa Claus is coming to town called Santa Claus is gunning you down. And then uh, the professor strips off his clothes again and wishes everybody a happy Xmas. During the closing credits, we see Santa flying over the city mm-hmm. and he says, I'll be back. I'll be back when you least expect it. Next Xmas. I didn't expect that. And on that note, it's time for Grades. So the thing that I find interesting about this episode is that, in general, I've never really been a fan of holiday episodes in TV shows, Mm -hmm. Um, most notably Christmas episodes, but also uh, I usually find Halloween episodes to be uh, somewhat lackluster. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day episodes are really hit or miss, although some shows just really nail it. Valentine's Day is just a good holiday to make fun of, I think. Oh, yeah. But a lot of times, I don't really like Christmas episodes. Uh, this is actually a really big exception to that, because I think it's just, it's really good overall. 
There's a lot of little uh, spoofs on the holiday itself. Uh, the fact that it's now just called Xmas. The fact that they've really turned it on its head with like this Santa is this murderous killbot that just he he exists to kill people because everybody is so naughty. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good. I mean, it's a really good flip on the the normal Christmas episode. So I really love that. That's great. Everybody's got a lot of good lines. We get an introduction to Timmy, uh, Tinny Tim, who is one of the the best Absolutely. characters yeah. in the show. Uh, we get a lot of those little continuity things where, like, you know, it's axe instead of ask. The uh, uh, idea that, like, nudity is just a thing now and it's fine. You know, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode the only part that i i really you know absolutely laugh out loud every time is that bit with the bobsled Mm -hmm. um and i find most of the other other jokes to be good not you know rolling on the floor kind of laughing so you know overall i think uh, i think i would give it a b plus i mean it's um it's really good uh some jokes maybe could have landed better overall just a good episode though okay um so I think we might disagree a little bit on this one. I think this hits pretty much con- very in- incredibly consistent and consistently. I do agree with you, in fact, that the continuity, the world building is is a very big component of this episode. But I don't I, I really enjoy most of the jokes. The um, uh, the fact that we're starting to get Zoidberg and Amy and Hermes to be more ca- more characters instead of like Hermes is a is a limbo man or whatever. So. Um, the fact that we're getting more about these characters, the the jokes are funny. There's a lot of emotional things around this episode with the, the fact that Leela is an orphan and Fry is a thousand years away from his family. And I, th- I think it all adds up to a very good episode of Futurama, one that I always enjoy watching. I always look forward to watching it when it comes up in a rewatch or if I, if it's Christmas time, I want to watch something not super Christmassy, but a uh, Christmassy enough and funny enough. So I think I am going to break from your grade a lot, actually, and give it an A. Um, it's a, one of the episodes that I think is uh, as almost core Futurama. Okay, no, me. that's that's pretty fair. Just for comparison, though, I do have a quick question. How do you how do you feel about uh, holiday and it, specifically Christmas episodes of TV shows in general? Uh, I think uh, Christmas episodes and, and holiday episodes in general are kind of hit or miss. Um, some shows are very good at doing holiday episodes, and I think this is one of the things that Community did so well. Um, oh, Community does it very well. Community right. is another big exception. Exactly. Um, whereas a lot of TV shows don't do it as well. And, and yes, I, I I think Futurama most of the time gets a lot of the holidays right because it's, it's less about... Uh, there's a lot of interesting things going around in the holiday that you can make fun of, like the fact that Santa Claus is a, a killbot. Or the fact that a lot of people, like even the the throwaway joke when Fry is trying to get a present and it's like, just go to the suicide booth around the corner. There's a long line there. It's a little too real. It's a little too real. Very good at the same time. Exactly. It's a little too real in it, but it's, it's, it's grounded in that, you know, like everybody, like, I mean, we've all had holiday seasons where it's kind of like that. Okay. Hopefully not to the point where you're wanting to do anything. And if you are, there are people to help, but, but there is a, there's a the emotions around the holidays is important and and I think that Futurama has always figured that out and the fact that it's got such a heart of a show I think it does very well with the holiday episodes whereas other TV shows okay. might not as much. Well no I was just curious because like I mean like I said when I was going through my grade I'm not usually a big fan of holiday episodes mm-hmm. um and the thing that I always kind of go back to is you know, before I was a Futurama fan, I was a huge fan of The Simpsons. I still am. The Simpsons is a fantastic uh, TV show. Uh, at least it. Uh, I'm not going to get into the debate of, you know, new versus old Simpsons. But mm-hmm. I, I never really liked any of The Simpsons holiday episodes. They were always just a little too preachy, a little too... Um, a little bit too saccharine. Yeah. And even though, you know, the the episodes themselves are okay, but like... I never look forward to an episode uh, like a Christmas episode of the Simpsons. Sure. Um, and I, and I think that the, the way that Futurama gets away from being too 
sugary, too sweet, too saccharine is it's because just have a killer Santa. Why not have it? Why, why not? Uh, but basically like there's a, there's a little bit of a moral there of like trying to be together at the holidays, but there's also like, it's not being like, Hey, you should be together with your family and your family is very important. It's like, no, Futurama is based around a family that created itself. These people are not, they uh, came like, together kind of like a, community the same exactly thing. So, Interesting. so so i think that since it, the, the simpsons is very much around the family the actual nuclear family of the simpsons whereas this and community and shows like it are more of the ensemble cast basically and that allows you to inspect different things about the holidays than having a nuclear family can and i think that might be one of the main differences between the two Interesting. That's a, a very interesting theory. Um, and I never really thought about that before, but I kind of like it. Yeah. If you've got your own ideas on this episode, uh, holiday episodes in general of, of various TV shows, mm-hmm. anything else you want to talk to us about, feel free to get in contact with us. You can always email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. And as always, if you can, please give us a quick uh, rating and subscribe to us on iTunes. That really helps us out. It, it very much does. And if you want to tell your friends about this this interesting, dumb, silly, stupid, whatever ad, ad, adjectives you want to use for this podcast, you can. Um, we, we do it for, for, for you guys because you guys enjoy what we say um, and the s- silly stuff that we end up doing. Um, we appreciate everybody. And if you want to tell a friend or subscribe or rate us, we would, we, we love it. And thank you. All right. Well, if you could wrap that up, because I got to get back to my job over at the margarita factory. All right, so we're so. back to here. Okay. Let's <laughs> talk about this. Now, if you're, if you're making margaritas and then you get off of work and you drink a margarita, that it just sounds like paradise to me and then you have a burger and margaritaville paradise ah! i didn't mean to open a door let's just let's just call it here you opened a window and i climbed through uh, until next time i'm ben and i'm mike goodbye, goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow, tomorrow.